Hello, Tony. It's such a pleasure. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am fabulous. The best of all possible worlds. <laughs> so wonderful. I mean, yes, despite, you know, what's going on in the world, we have to still take care of our individual selves. Yeah. True. True. If you can't take care of yourself, you definitely cannot assist anyone else. Mm -hmm. Well, I wanted to thank you again for taking this time to meet with us, Iyengar Yoga Institute of San Francisco folks. It's been a long, long, long time. And um, I wanted to hear a little more. Well, I want to hear from you so that our <laughs> audience can also learn a little more about you because it's been a long time since you been at the Institute. Now, just knowing a little bit about your background, uh, I still want to you know, have you talk about when you first started practicing yoga, how you came to learn about Iyengar yoga, and then eventually, you know, taking on the two-year teacher training. Okay, so I began yoga. My first yoga teacher was a woman by the name of Mary Friedland. And uh, I met her at 24-Hour Fitness, of all places. And then I committed myself to taking her yoga classes four to five times a week. And I did that for approximately five years. And then I asked Mary, who is your teacher? And Mary told me that her teacher was Janet McLeod. And so therefore I said, I'm going to go search out Janet McLeod. And I took the, at that point, Janet was teaching a Wednesday morning free donation class, I believe at 8 a.m. And so I started taking that class. And then after several months of taking that class, Janet McLeod actually said to me, you should take the teacher training program so that you can come to my class and be my apprentice and put out the mats, bolsters, straps for all the students. And I laughed. And about six months later, that was exactly what I was doing. I ended up being uh, Janet's apprentice, uh, which by the way, Janet says I am the best apprentice she ever had. But of course. And I apprenticed with Janet uh, for the first year of the teacher training program. So that's how I started. What was the rest of it? How, yeah, actually, I think you answered all of it. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so in your recent podcast, you illustrated some of the highlights from that experience of the IYISF teacher training, which is one of the longest running teacher training in the country. Uh, could you elaborate on what it was about the training that has helped shape your teaching in this last couple of decades? Okay. Um, I believe that the Iyengar Yoga teacher training is the best training out there. And the reason being is it covers a full scope of things. Not only did they work on my personal practice, but we also had to learn, we had two quarters of physiology, we had anatomy, we even went to see a, a cadaver, dead body, to study the human body. 
but also they studied, uh, we studied the scriptures, so the Bhagavad Gita, the Yoga Sutras, but I think the part that I loved uh, the most, thanks to yoga teacher Jackie Nett, is that they taught us how to teach. And one of the uh, most uh, re relevant things to me is that I always remember Jackie said, teach your students as if they were blind. So your verbiage in communicating to your student has to be so clear that they can understand. So I loved all of that. And I especially loved uh, the how the year of how to teach, because most uh, teachers that I've run into that are not Iyengar trained do not know how to teach. And you couldn't see it when you, when I go to a class and a teacher starts to teach, I can immediately tell you if they were Iyengar trained. There's a, it's a whole different level of uh, teachership. That's what I'd say. Yeah, well, thank you for that. Um, so in the Iyengar Yoga system, in the last few years, we've moved away from teacher training programs. So there's no more quite the two-year training. And instead we're fostering more, encouraging more a one-on-one -on -one mentorship with senior teachers such as Janet and the many more that have you know, come through their certification system. Um, the Institute still continues to offer a teacher education program to support this effort, but no longer um, you know, offers any kind of certification. The national board, however, IY NOWS uh, continues, is the, is the certifying board. Um, and, and through the mentorship, they are prepared to sit for the Iyengar teacher certification. Do you have any thoughts about that? I think the teacher training with the two-year teacher training that it teaches humility and it also teaches commitment and responsibility. And if I missed one, if I failed one uh, class, then I would not complete the program in two years. And so I had to be committed. I like that. I think that is important. Much and when you do the, the other way around, I also felt that uh, the teachers that just went for certification but did not go through the program, you can see the difference in that too. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, I think, you know, there are many who also see what you just said. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, even for myself who did get certified, um, you know, after different teacher trainings, um, also question that. And this really came from, you know, the, the mothership of Iyengar Yoga in Pune, India, mm -hmm. the, the family, the children. Um, the daughter of um, BKS Iyengar, yeah. Yeah, yeah. who encouraged it, and that's been adopted now throughout the U.S. Um, and, you know, there's pros and cons to it. There, there's still definitely a high standard of requiring that students have already built up a steady practice. 
Correct. You know, so you couldn't just walk in and say, hey, I want to learn yoga and take on teacher training. Right. Because just like in the program, I believe it was three or four years you had to be studying with the Nyingar certified teacher before you came to the school, which I think is great because it wipes out all of those people that think uh, they're going to become a yoga teacher overnight. And then the next thing you know, they're doing 14 retreats a year. No, you have to work just like everything else. Yeah, so absolutely. And we still have that expectation that you are committed to the practice. Um, and, you know, the, the as I mentioned, we are still offering um, teacher education. Right. It's just not any kind of, you know, two-year extended program. The right. study is more kind of, you know, put on you to get through all the requirements with your mentor who teaching you through the institute. The program gives you even more of a structure. So mm-hmm. we do still have that. It's just not a two-year thing. So you can, you know, between self-study, Svariaya, and also with the mentorship, we are still preparing in a rigorous manner to have right. um, students ready. Okay. All right. Well, with that, I uh, want to switch gear a little bit. Okay. And, um, just kind of talk about the pandemic because it's as we're emerging, you know, out of this two years. Um, you know, yoga obviously has changed quite a bit through being online and, you know, the what, what it used to be is kind of slowly shaping itself out. What are your hopes of, you know, how yoga was, you know, traditionally taught, uh, had been offered? How can it transform itself and restructure to even a, you know, better, much improved, hopefully, way of learning and teaching for us who do? Hmm. Um, I don't know if I can answer that question. Uh, I I believe that uh, coming out of the pandemic, that we'll return to the studio and uh, things will go back to whatever normal is. I think that everything will be restored. I think there also were some great things about the online. As I found with uh, my students online, the online gave us a purpose, uh, a place to congregate as a community. And I found that my students online now, they love coming to talk to each other. And now we all share our successes, failures, epiphanies, everything that's going on. And that's been great because you don't get that in the yoga studio. The students don't come and talk. They come and sit quietly and wait for the teacher. So I think the online created more community. And I hope that we can keep that sense of community and bring it back into the studio. That's what I'd say. Yeah, that's, that sounds wonderful to me. We can keep that, you know, communal aspect um, and bring it into the studio. How lovely yeah. would that be? Nice, thank you. And um, so another kind of little different question, um, and, and as you know, uh, the Institute recently started offering 
you know, reduced costs and donation-based Iyengar yoga classes in Bayview Hunters Point at Armando Luna Yoga Studio um, with one of the classes with, you know, your old teacher, mm-hmm. Janet, uh, longtime teacher, rather. Uh, and thank you for having been so supportive of it. We are finding it a challenge, however, to promote those classes to the community in the surrounding neighborhoods and would love any suggestions you might have for us. Yes. Um, So first I would say one has to look at the community. So the community Bayview Hunters Point is mostly people of color or African-Americans. So I would say give them what they need. And so I would say, if you were looking at uh, African-American community, perhaps look at their issues. And the issues there could be maybe yoga for diabetes, yoga for obesity or overweightness, yoga for um, any kind of mental challenge. But you have to look at what the people of the neighborhood need and give it to them. And even more importantly, speak to them in the language which they speak. And that's how you can draw them in. So yeah, that's it. Great, thanks for the insight. Uh, I think that's gonna be very helpful for the teachers who are currently teaching there for the Institute to Um, learn how to be more present there with the people there. Thank you. Yeah, because it is, I've been to the studio. It's a great studio. It's a great space. But we need to give the people a reason for coming. Why are they coming to the studio? I'm coming to the studio because I saw something about how to relieve depression or how to lower my sugar level, or how to lose weight, but more so that way, not the spiritual way, do you know, more the therapeutic mm-hmm. uh, attributes of yoga is what I would push. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, maybe also uh, get involved with the immediate community find out what's going on there and show up go to the potluck go to the whatever and put yourself in the realm of the people of that neighborhood yeah which incidentally i believe armando did have such yeah he's having an open house i believe soon yeah i think it was actually the past weekend which uh, both sharon Ah. and uh, janet I believe they did show up. How did it go? I have not talked to them about it yet, but I will soon. (laughs) We are meeting next Friday. Good. Thank you. Well, this brings me to my last question, which is somewhat related. Um, You know, people of color have not been typically portrayed in what I call the corporatized promotion of yoga. Why do you suppose this has been the case and how do you envision it changing? Um, Okay, so I think it's the case because looking at the ads in the the typical yoga ad is, excuse my expression, but it is the typical yoga ad is a blonde woman on the beach 
22, talking about how she's going to change your life. At 22, one, uh, one has not lived long enough to have the experience to give to other people. So with African-Americans in general, being an African-American, if a 22-year-old woman was sitting in front of me, blonde, blue, skinny, cute, wearing Lululemon, it would not resonate with me because I can't connect with that. Do you know what I mean? So perhaps in the advertisements, they should start to use more people of color and more people of different shapes and sizes because everyone, uh, we push the tendency that you have to be skinny and beautiful to do yoga. No, you just have to have a mat. <laughs> so we need to change the image of what, what is the yogi? What is the yogini? It's whoever shows up. Right, absolutely. Ditto, on with you. I'm on that with you. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, um, thanks again for showing up uh, for the Institute, for Janet. Uh, it's been wonderful chatting with you. I just want to give you the opportunity to, if there's anything else you'd like to share with our audience, our students, um, okay, so then what I would say is first and foremost, I want to thank the Iyengar Yoga Institute for giving me the opportunity to study and learn and grow. Secondly, I would like to thank the senior teachers of the Iyengar Yoga Institute who have dil diligently worked at the studio for years. Jackie Nett, Nora Burnett, Janet McLeod, and Kathy, most definitely Kathy Aylin. I think they're great, great teachers and anyone that has the opportunity to study under any of them should. Absolutely, I'm with you on that too. Well, thank you again so much, Tony. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and I wish you many blessings and a wonderful day. Okay, then have a great day. I hope I did well. <laughs> <laughs> you did fantastic.